I'm Kathleen Mitchell Abrams. This is a piece that I wrote about my brother Clark. Most of my friends had several or many brothers and sisters. I had only one brother, but he was kind enough and good enough to make up for many siblings. Today I'm 67 and my brother Clark Mitchell is 85. I'm feeling particularly grateful to have him in my life. He lives not far from me in Salt Lake City, and I can see him often. Although, as we always say, we don't see him as much as we should, considering how close we live. I realize that out of all the people on the earth right now, he is the person I have known the longest. Clark has been in my life for the whole of my lifetime, and I remember him from the very beginnings of my memory. He was also a part of helping me gain my testimony of the gospel, in addition to my mother and father. He was active in the church and taught me to do the same. My parents tell me that I was born while Clark was getting ready to attend his junior prom. He was 17 years old when I was born. Probably the first memory I have of him when Clark had been on his mission, Western Canada, for about a year and a half. I was a little more than four years old. My parents and I, along with my Aunt Lara and Uncle Thurman, decided to travel to Canada to see him and to see the wonderful Canadian country. I specifically remember seeing Grand Coulee Dam on the Columbia River and some cousins, Virginia Allen and family, on the way. I remember driving up to some house and seeing my dear brother Clark come out with some other young man. I can still feel how happy I was to see him. I also remember going to some lake, I'm told it was Lake Louise, and taking a ride in a canoe with Clark and someone else, probably his missionary companion. Funny, now missionaries are asked not to be on the water, and furthermore, none of us had life jackets on. I can see my little self down in the bottom of the canoe and just barely able to look over the edge. I wish I had written this history when I was younger. I could have remembered a lot more. Clark tells me that the next major thing that happened in his life was joining the military. Not by choice, but drafted. He was stationed in Okinawa for a year. On the Christmas morning during that time, we opened presents that he had sent a beautiful black lacquered corner whatnot shelf, and for me, a pink embroidered pajama kimono set. I also got little pink wooden shoes to match. They were lifted up by blocks under the heel and toe, and they were shoes like flip-flop style, straps that met between my big toe and the next one. I kept them for so long, thinking they all were so beautiful. I remember that my mother cried with lonesomeness for Clark. For the next few years, Clark went to college, BYU, and worked as a gear jammer, tour bus driver for the Utah Parks Company during the summers. I remember him being home sometimes. He loved to tease me by tickling me, and I surely remember how I laughed, but was totally miserable being tickled. While I was in elementary school, and Clark was at BYU, or summers during his Utah Parks job, he would come home and put on his big band records and teach me how to jitterbug. It was fun pretending I was his age and pretending I was a great dancer like him. 
He was home once in a while helping Dad with his comprehensive remodel of our old home. He and Dad also rode horses together. Clark had grown up with Dad in the sheep breeding business, and they worked together like a seasoned team. My next definite memory was when he brought his sweetheart home, Mary Southwick, to see us for the first time. I see him now just beaming with happiness. I was ecstatic that someone finally gave me a sister. Mom and Dad had an open house in Perwin in their brand newly remodeled living room for the engaged couple. They were married March 1958. I was in Mary's wedding line as a junior bridesmaid and can see Clark and Mary cutting the cake. I had my shoes off because they pinched so much. I felt so beautiful in my soft pink satin dress. I thought they were the most beautiful people I'd ever seen. I loved them both so much. I was getting older. I remember more. For many summers, I spent a couple of weeks during my summer school vacation staying with Clark and Mary and their ever-growing family. They were a loving and wonderful brother and sister to me. I was included in many of their family and ward activities in Salt Lake and Ogden, in addition to their visiting in Perwin quite often. I was always so excited and I looked forward to their visits. Clark was as good a brother as a little sister could wish for. He was kind, fun, and seemed to love spending time with me. I was treated more like an adult friend than a little sister. Later, I attended BYU, and so, being closer to them, I could visit them even more often at their Salt Lake City home. I could be sure that even if I brought roommates or friends, that they would be as welcome as I was. During one summer, while Mary went back to school to renew her teaching certificate, I stayed with the kids for several weeks. One of my most enduring and sweet memories is listening to Clark play his old favorite songs on the piano. Today, he plays at the conference center downtown on what he calls my Steinway Grand Piano. Later on, we developed a couple of duets we could play together. One was Beer Barrel Polka. I loved being with Clark on the piano bench booming our song together. Clark is also a good guitar player. One of our other great pastimes was for me to play old songs on the piano and Clark to chord and riff on his guitar along with me. He sometimes hooked up his guitar amp and we would tell ourselves we should go somewhere and be a dance band or be on the stage. There's one leaving in an hour. We weren't as good as we thought we were, I'm sure, but we had fun. He also played the guitar for his kids and taught them funny songs like The Creepy Crypt and Bill Grogan's Goat. He played the guitar at Mitchell family reunions while we sang our favorite cowboy songs. Clark seemed to be interested and still is in so many things. A fond memory I have of him is making a two hole golf course on our mountain property. Jenny Beck flat. He created a couple of greens by cutting down the meadow grass and flowers in a couple of spots and devised a course with places to tee off and everything else. Wow, the rough was really rough. I mean, really rough. He also loved 
taking some of his old golf balls to the edge of Cedar Breaks or Brian Head and driving them into the canyon as far as possible. I loved seeing him have fun like that. Later in life, he hunted for golf balls on the edges of some of the courses. He cleaned them up and sold them to golf pro shops as used golf balls. I think he did very well making money doing that and it was also a great exercise for him. A couple of years after I married, Doug and I moved to Texas and we were away from the bosom of our families for six years. When we visited in Utah, Clark's home and our parents' home were a must on our itinerary. One year, Mom, Dad, Clark, and Mary came to Odessa to visit. I think they stayed about a week. What a blessing to have them come down and see where we lived, check on us, and bring their love and cheer. I watched Clark and Mary as they parented their five wonderful children. There was love and reasonable discipline there. Their five children were busy and active, and I loved being with them. These kids are still some of my best friends. Carrie Lynn, Russell, Bonnie, Kendall, and Laurel were the loves of my life while they were babies and growing up. I was 12 when Carrie, the oldest, was born. One winter, our whole family built a snow bear in our yard in Perwin. Clark thought of the idea and it was a real success. The bear was about 10 feet tall and looked remarkably like a bear. Mom and Dad got into it too. Clark, Mary, and the kids helped a lot, but Clark was the one who had to have the ladder to finish the head. Then we got tumblers of different colored water and splashed it all over the bear. He was beautiful to behold. Clark and I have the same love for being scratched or tickled. I remember many times we would sit together and take turns scratching each other's arms or back. I love thinking that we're totally related and have many of the same likes and dislikes. Another thing we have in common is our love for our home in Perwin. We find that even though he is 17 years older, we can remember many of the same people and have fun sharing our experiences with Perwin residents, laughing together and being grateful that we have this in common. Our memories and our love for our parents is also an intense bond between us. We both know how blessed we have been to be the children of Carl and Alice Mitchell. When we moved back to Salt Lake from Texas, Doug had a job in Salt Lake City. It seems that there were no other choices for us than we should find a home near Clark's family. It felt so comfortable to live near him in his neighborhood. We have never regretted that move. Clark, especially lately, has taken many opportunities to tell me how much he loves me and what a blessing that I have been to him. He tells me many times that he's grateful that he didn't have to be an only child for his whole life. I didn't have to worry about being an only child. I've always known that I have a brother and that he loves me. I'm very grateful that I was born into a family with loving parents and a very tender and loving brother. I could say I'm lucky, but he is actually a true blessing from my Father in Heaven.